Hello, and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. I am so excited about today's episode. I can't even wait to introduce you to the man we are going to be learning about today. Are you ready to meet him? Before we meet him, I want to remind you about the job of a prophet in the Old Testament. I want to take a minute and talk about a prophet. We've talked a lot about prophets so far in our stories. Do you remember the names of some of the prophets we have learned about so far? Do you remember Samuel? Samuel was one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. There were others like Nathan and Ahijah. You might have noticed that a prophet's main job was to speak the words of the Lord. The Bible says that the words God gave to Samuel never fell to the ground. What does this mean? How can words fall to the ground? Well, it means that Samuel always spoke the words God gave him to speak. Samuel never ignored God's words, but he was always obedient to speak them. Sometimes God gave the prophets words to speak to the people of Israel, and sometimes God gave words for the prophets to speak to the kings. Whatever the Lord spoke to the prophets, they were to not let his words fall to the ground, but they were to be obedient and speak his words, whether they were words to the people or whether they were words to the kings. They were kind of like God's messengers. The reason God chose prophets to speak his words is because the people of Israel and the kings of Israel were not always following God or listening to him for themselves. When they were sinning, they could not hear from God because their hearts were hardened to him. So God, because he loved his people, would send prophets to give them his words, to speak to them. Now, you can imagine that being a prophet took much courage. Why, you ask? Well, because many times the words the Lord gave to the prophets to speak to the people or to the kings were not words they wanted to hear. They did not want to hear that they needed to repent or turn from their wicked ways. They did not want to hear that they were living in sin. Sometimes the people became angry with the prophets and told them to be quiet. So the job of a prophet was not for the weak at heart. It called upon courageous and brave men to speak on behalf of the Lord. The man we are going to learn about today was a very brave and bold prophet of God, and his name was Elijah. Can you say Elijah? Elijah was a prophet in the northern kingdom of Israel during the reign of King Ahab. In our last episode, we learned about King Ahab and how he did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than all of the kings before him. He married a woman named Jezebel, and she brought her god Baal with her into the kingdom. She wanted all of the people to worship the false god Baal instead of the true and living god Yahweh. Ahab and Jezebel were so wicked that God raised up the prophet Elijah to send them a message. 
Did you know that Elijah's name means the Lord is my God? Can you say that with me? The Lord is my God. Even his name is powerful. Elijah knew Yahweh was his God, and Yahweh was the only God Elijah would worship. Elijah would not be shaken by Baal worship or by the wickedness of King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. Elijah would stand firm and worship the Lord his God and him alone. God called Elijah to be a prophet during this time to wake up the people and call their hearts back to true worship of Yahweh. Elijah was a Tishbite from Tishba in Gilead, which was a town in the northern kingdom of Israel. God gave Elijah a word to speak to King Ahab. And so, being the brave and courageous man that he was, Elijah went and stood before King Ahab and said these words, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years at my word. Now, you might be thinking, why would God command there to be no rain or dew within the land? Well, do you remember that the people worshipped Baal because they believed Baal was the god of the rain? They believed Baal brought rain and dew to their crops. God was showing the Israelites that he was the god of the rain. He is the God who controls the rain and everything within the earth, not Baal. God can send the rain and God can keep the rain from falling. And that's exactly what he would do. After Elijah had delivered this word to King Ahab, the word of the Lord came to Elijah again and said, Leave here, turn eastward and hide in the Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have ordered the ravens to feed you there. So Elijah did what the Lord told him. He went to the Kareth Ravine east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Truth seekers, did you hear that? God ordered the ravens to feed Elijah. Even though drought would come to the land, God would not let Elijah go hungry or thirsty. God would take care of Elijah because Elijah was faithful and obedient to speak his word. God can use anything to accomplish his purposes, even birds. After some time, the brook dried up and no longer carried water because there had been no rain in the land, just as Elijah had told King Ahab. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. Now, this was an interesting command of the Lord. God was telling Elijah to go to the town of Sidon. Sidon of all places! Now, you may be thinking, so what about Sidon? Well, you see, Sidon was not an Israelite town. It was not in the land of Israel. It was a foreign town, and worst of all, it was the land from which Queen Jezebel had come. It was the land full of Baal worship. Why would God send Elijah to Sidon of all places? Well, we will have to continue the story to find out. When Elijah came to the town gate, 
A widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. The poor widow and her son barely had enough food to survive for themselves, let alone feed Elijah. She and her son were about to eat the very last of their food. But little did she know that she was talking to a prophet of God. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me, and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. I wonder what the widow thought in that moment. Did she think Elijah was crazy? Did she wonder who this man was and how he could be so sure? Well, she must have figured she had nothing to lose, because she obeyed what he said. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. And do you know what happened? Sure enough, there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her son. God was faithful and miraculously provided for Elijah, the widow, and her son. For the jar of flour was never used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry. In keeping with the word of the Lord, God had spoken by Elijah. Now sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse, and finally he stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, What do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms and carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his bed. Then Elijah cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, have you brought tragedy upon this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry, and suddenly the boy began to breathe. His life had returned to him, and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, Look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. Dear Truth Seekers, what a powerful story of God's faithfulness and miraculous working power. God is the God of all life, not just of the crops, but He is the God of the life of humans as well. God has given us life and He cares about His creation. The needs of the poor widow did not go unnoticed by God. He saw her needs. He saw her even when she did not see him. She was living in a pagan, ungodly nation, 
and God sent Elijah to her because God knew she would need a miracle. The widow put her trust in Elijah's word, even when she did not understand how God would provide for her and her son. Not only did God provide food for her and her son to live, but God provided a miracle by raising her son from the dead. Do you know that this is the first record in the Bible of someone being raised from the dead? These miracles reveal God's glory and love. God showed Elijah and the woman that in the middle of a drought with no rain and no food, God's power and love were working on behalf of those who love him and put their trust in him. Romans 8:28 says that God works all things together for good to those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Do you know what else these miracles show us about God? That God is greater than any false god created by man. Did you catch that God did these miracles not in Israel, but in a land where Baal was worshiped as the main god? It was almost as if God was showing these people that it's not Baal who provides and gives life. It's God. Baal could never cause a boy to come back to life. Baal could never cause flour and oil to miraculously keep flowing. God showed up Baal in his own territory and God won. I love that about God. The glory will go to him and him alone. He deserves all the glory and all the praise, for he is the giver and sustainer of life. There's a place in the book of Revelation that talks about what it will be like when Jesus returns and we stand before the throne of God in heaven. John writes about what he saw when he was given a vision of heaven, and he said, All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen! Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Can you say that with me today? Amen! Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Oh, true seekers, he is so good. He is so faithful. He will show up and do great and mighty things in your life when you surrender your full heart to him. All you have to do is put your trust in him and watch what he does, even with a small jar of flour and a little bit of oil. He will use it mightily for his glory if you let him. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 1 Kings chapter 17. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today and we bow our knees to you. There is no one like you, O great and mighty King. You are the God who parts the heavens and comes down when we call. You soar on the wings of the wind. You make the darkness your covering, your canopy around you, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of your presence, the clouds advance with hailstones and bolts of lightning. Your voice thunders from heaven and you shoot your arrows and scatter all of our enemies. You reach down from on high and take hold of us. You draw us up out of deep waters. You rescue us from powerful enemies, enemies that are too strong for us. You, O oh Lord, are our support. You bring us out into a spacious place. You rescue us because you delight in us. And because of who you are, 
We will praise you for the rest of our days. Holy is your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining me today, Truth Seekers, and I look forward to our time together next week.